like so. Hello and welcome to Like So. It is your girl Jamie Rose. All right, let's do this disclaimer and see what we could get done this evening. First of all, I want to say I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sticking with me throughout this time. Uh, you've been rocking with me for a few years, so I truly appreciate that. One of the things that I find so funny and so peculiar um, since starting this podcast is my number one people that listen to my podcast, and they actually tell me they listen to it, are my exes and love interests, which is so, I guess it's, it could be cool, right? I guess it's kind of interesting for sure. Um, I've had people come back and tell me like, oh, that's not how it went or whatever. And I'm like, oh, it's my perspective. So that that's, you know, that's okay. That's okay if that's not how you feel like it went. I'm de- I definitely don't add to the story. If anything, I subtract. So I was on the social media the other day and I saw this meme and I'm not really one of those that quote a meme, but the, um, you know, such is life, right? So it says, you own everything that happened to you. You tell stories. If people wanted you to write warmly about them, they should have behaved better. And I thought that was so interesting because... A lot of, I don't even want to say a lot of times because I don't go back and listen to these. But sometimes I'm not speaking too bad about exes. Most of the time I'm speaking matter-of-factly about them. Maybe I throw in how I felt when they did something. But I try to keep it on the up and up, and I try to keep it, if anything, factual. Now, I will say this. If I did something too wild, I might leave that out because this is my story. You tell it the way you want to tell it. I may say, oh, I wilded out, oh, I did X, Y, and Z, I might have did something. But, I mean, whatever. Like I said, it's my story. So, if you're an ex, or you love interest, and you're listening, and you've gotten offended, or you felt offended, uh, you know, the Bible says, you, you don't, uh, being offended is a bad thing. So, don't be offended. It's okay. Um, also, if you want to, like, check out right now, that's fine. Because you don't have to listen, right? And I don't have to make you look good. Um, I, I'm just here to tell my story. And again, from my perspective, right? So if you see it one way and I see it another way, um, you know, we just, we had an impasse. So again, this is your chance to go ahead and mind your own business and stop minding mine. All right, so to what I wanted to talk about, I am, oh, I've been having all type of things going on, and you know what, I was thinking, do I even want to talk about this, because I know my exes listen, but I also know my regular followers that, that aren't exes are interested in my story, because one, like, my story is everybody's story, like, it's not so far off to where people can't relate, you know, and so, let's see where I can, first off, I, oh, geez Louise, so, it's about that time, and around this time last year, I started fasting and praying, and, um, you know, just asking God for the things that I wanted for my life, 
to just be you know to happen for my life and things started changing in my life and I'll be honest you know things I really felt like things were changing and I was I was up and I and I was like up there right I met a the most amazing man handsome just oh don't get me started right and uh because I had prayed for a mate actually for a spouse right and so I want a family that I'm still going to continue to ask God for that I don't mind telling you guys what I'm asking God for because I know that um that, like a person can't take take it away from me you know if God gives it to me when God gives it to me and so um right now I feel like it's a it's a shift and in the in the beginning of the year I know for a fact that I said it was going to be a difficult year and so far I'm, we're almost to the halfway mark and it's been difficult it's been difficult for me but it has been difficult because I have not I will be plain out honest I have not been be obedient one of the things that I've been listening to so many sermons I'm gonna mix them all up but one of the things that I know is that I had not been being obedient to what I know God had been telling me I felt like I had to make things happen and truly and honestly I genuinely feel like I made things worse um and and so I'm still growing right one of the one of the things that my well Doug if you're listening you said it first or you noticed it first or you're the first person I remember saying it was that I always look for the good in people and I'm still that way I'm always looking for the good in people um always wanting to forgive always wanting to believe that people have my best intentions at heart and I have not yet given up on humanity and I hear it so often where people uh, seem to be cynical and you know they say there aren't any good people in this world and I 100% refuse to believe that now I'm not saying that I haven't thought you know man you know this is rough but I have not given up on hope I guess I want to say don't get me to quote the Bible wrong but I want to say the Bible says like somebody that don't have hope is like let me look it up hold on I'm gonna have to pause this hold on jeez like ah, I gotta do better but I want to give you point of reference on this one like and so I still have hope I'm not gonna lose my hope I don't want my heart to be sick right um, but also, the, they have so many things about the heart. The Bible says, guard your heart, which is something I have not, I had not been doing. It, it says from everything flows from your heart. So, you know, that too. And I just feel like, um, I haven't, I haven't given up. I know that, um, that is something for me. And I know that God has put that desire in my heart and that hasn't changed, um, so, um, I'm going to be fasting again, uh, but I got a, a couple of other things that I got going on and I really am looking for a word from God. So I've listened to a lot of sermons and I'm going to tell you, I was going through a thing and all signs was telling me to go one way and I wrestled with that thing. I, you would have thought I was saw on the road to Damascus and, and, I, and <laughs> I guess I could have been because I was so blind. I was so blind. I was so, I was so wrong. 
You ever been? You ever been? You ever been so sure of something, and then you find, oh, I was wrong, and then, and then it's like, I couldn't have been wrong, but I had to have been wrong, right? Because I don't think that anything that God gives me, I expect pain in life. I do, but I don't very, I don't really expect the things that God has for me to throw me off so badly, and so I had to reconcile with the fact that. The relationship that I was in was not of God. And I also have to be mindful that, you know, something can come from anywhere. And I just leave it like that because I, I can't say what's what, but I'm going to say something come, can come from anywhere. So I have been listening to a couple of sermons and, um, and, I, and I just really wanted to know what does God have to say? What is... What is God telling me to do? What What is my next step? And usually they say, well, if God hasn't told you your next move, you just keep going in the direction what he told you. So that's what I'm doing. So, But I'm going back to where I was this around this time last year and because and, that's what he told me to do. So I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to roll with it. And I was thinking, it's a couple of things I was thinking, right? Um, I was thinking, I, was, I learned about... Um, hearing from God, I learned that, you know, when you ask God um, for something that's in his will uh, for you to have, his answer is yes. And I believe that what I'm asking is in his will for me to have. And I believe his answer is yes. So what, uh, don't quote me on this one, because I'm not going to look for it in the Bible. You're going to have to fact check me on this one. But um, who was it? It was something about Daniel it was Daniel it was Daniel and I want to say the Israelites was promised that they'll get their land back in 70 years and Daniel knew that it was a promise from God so he looked around he was like well we ain't got a land back so he started fasting and praying fasting and praying and fasting and praying and I want to say that's where a lot of churches do the 21 day fast because after 21 days that's when you know the promise of God was, you know, Daniel got it. They got their land back. So what it says, and I'm paraphrasing, is that, you know, Daniel prayed. The answer was yes uh, on the first day that Daniel prayed for it, but demonic forces was blocking it. And so God sent his angels to get that promise to Daniel. And in that, you know, Daniel did not stop praying. They did not stop praying, and one of the guys was like, well, if he'd have stopped praying on day 10, you know, would he have gotten that promise? Like, one of the things when you're praying, you got to know what the promises is. So I'm trying to know what God has promised me so that when I pray, I'm praying for something that he's already promised me. I'm just asking for it so he can give it to me, and I'm asking for it in faith. And so... Um, what it was was the angels had to fight the demonic forces and once the angels was able to break through the demonic forces like God just kept sending angels to fight on, on Daniel's behalf to get this promise to him so I feel like I don't think I stopped fasting too soon I, I may have right and so I'm not going to stop asking God I'm not going to stop praying and it's not me saying oh I'm so super worried about something that I'm gonna keep on bugging God but it, the Bible also says pray without ceasing so I'm just gonna be praying about everything I just gotta get back to a, a prayerful state of mind because I do believe that 
praying is my gift. And so, um, <laughs> I do believe that praying is my gift. And I do believe that it's forces trying to block what God has for me, the promises that he's already revealed to me. And so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh-uh. Nope, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to wait for my breakthrough. And I'm going to praise him and worship and celebrate until the breakthrough come. And then I'm going to praise him and worship and celebrate some more. So that's that's where my heart needs to be. Like, I have to have a posture of worship. Like, I have to have a posture of, like, still have an open heart, still be kind, still be generous. I, I know God can soften the heart, right? I know that. But I, I got a soft heart, you know. And so I'm going to guard it a little bit better. That's for sure. I'm going to add like, I want to say, God said, who was it? I know Solomon. I want to say it was Solomon because he was, like, the wisest person. Uh, ask for wisdom and knowledge. And I, I want to say, God said, you ask me for that, you're going to get it. So I'm, I'm asking for wisdom and knowledge. I'm asking for discernment. I'm asking for a lot of things. And I, I feel like I'm boldly coming to God with this because I have some, I have some pretty big ask. I know, but I know it ain't nothing too big that God can't handle, right? So there's nothing impossible for him to do. I just got to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and then that's that. So anyway, the other day, I was uh, on a mission. Oh, I was on a mission, and I was like, oh, I want some Krispy Kreme donuts. And I was like, I think the food time from by my old house had Krispy Kreme donuts. So I went to the food time by my house. And they didn't have no Krispy Kreme donuts, but there was a family outside. And I was like, I, when I got in the store, they didn't see the Krispy Kreme donuts. And I was like, I don't know if I was talking out loud to myself or I was just talking in my mind to myself. I truly don't know. Um, and this was just the other day. But I was I was wrestling with my thoughts on this one because, you know, sometimes you'll see a family. Um, and you're thinking, oh, they, not, they don't need it. They don't need it. They fake it and they this, they that. And I ask God to remove that thought from my heart because I don't want to be cynical. You know, if I'm going to give, I'm going to give from my heart. I can't be concerned with if you a scam or this or that. But it was really on my heart to bless the family. And so um, and, and so I, I just gave. And I, and I wrestled with it because I was like, God, maybe what if they not, you know, what if they really don't need nothing? Or I could give this to somebody else or this and that. And I just kept on. Going, I didn't go back and forth too long because I was in and out the stove kind of quick. But I was saying, am I hearing your voice? Because I had just listened to a sermon about hearing God. And, he don't, you know, he going to sound like what he going to sound like to you. But I was really wrestling with God. Is this what you want me to do? And I don't think that God is going to tell me, don't be generous. You know, if I have it, don't not to be generous. Because, like, we're supposed to be generous, right? And so, I did, like I said, they didn't have no Krispy Kreme donuts. So, I went to the Dollar Tree across the street. And I was like, i just get something sweet. And they didn't have no snack cakes that I like. No Jelly Rolls, no Zebras, no, you know, uh, chocolate, whatever. So, I left out of there. So, I went home, started watching TV. Still thinking about the Krispy Kreme donuts. Because in Houston, they don't have a two Krispy Kremes. They're very far from me. They close down two. They only have two. It's like, what's going on with Krispy Kreme donuts? And um, so I got on my phone and looked like somebody, one of these grocery stores got to have it. Lord, let me tell you, the Kroger that's just right down the street from me had Krispy Kreme donuts. And I said, look at God, gave me my blessing right back. 
because I really wanted them donuts and donuts was on my mind. And I could have went to Kroger or Walmart first, but I went to Food Town because I really thought they had them donuts. But then God started speaking to me and, you know, just impressed upon my heart to be generous. And what my great-grandmother taught me a long time ago, you know, you don't put faith in the man. You know, you put faith in God. And you have to be able to look beyond what somebody else is doing and not let them stop you from what you're, you know, you being a blessing to somebody, trying to figure out if somebody corrupt or getting the word from them, trying to figure out if they, you know, in a scandal, you know. Um, so that's that. So I gave and that was that. So that was just one instance of me trying to figure out, is God talking to me? And because I know that it's in the Bible to be generous, I believe that those scriptures was just coming back to me. And so in prayer group today, um, one of the guys was talking about, he, he was talking to a guy, wound up finding out that the guy was a pastor, but he had started saying something about the power of life and death is in the tongue and just in casual conversation. And, you know, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I find myself quoting the word of God, not really telling you where it's at in the Bible, but applying it to my everyday life. Um, and just saying and speaking it because it's a living word and it's a word that that's going that you know that's that does does that is just a word like I don't know how to put it like it's applicable as applicable now as it was then and so um you know even if it's me just being silly or whatever just knowing what God says knowing God's promises knowing what God has for me and for us and I and I and I was really wrestling with it with this other thing because I really didn't pray as much as I should have in the beginning of the year I really didn't I, I I'm gonna tell you the uh somebody again I listen to so many sermons but they said this how you know if it's not of God if it's pulling you further away from God it's not of God but if it's pulling you closer to God then then yeah you're probably on the right track right and so in my heart of hearts, I know what I was doing was pushing me further and further from God. Therefore, I, it couldn't be a God. It's not going to, you know, um, or whatever. So, I'm going to pause it because I was listening to this sermon today. And uh, I, I was driving home from scoping out, like, um, some areas where I wanted to purchase a home. And I was, like, looking like, okay, who church I want to listen to? So, I listened to, right now, I'm listening to... Stephen Chan, Pastor Stephen Chandler at Union Church, Pastor Brian Bullock at Union uh, Charlotte, uh, Pastor Josh over at Lake Point in Dallas, Pastor Josh out here at Faith Family, Pastor Robert Madhu out in Dallas at Social Dallas. So I'm listening to a couple of pastors, and I'm telling you, all them words been hitting, 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 hitting. But so today when I was driving, I went to see what pastor brian was talking about and he and his stuff wasn't on youtube and then i went to the union church and i seen that stephen wasn't preaching i was like i don't know what's that about and so then i went to you know my rob uh, pastor madu's page and he hadn't uploaded his sermon either so i said all right let me see what's going on uh, um union maryland and it was a guy preaching and he was preaching about he had gotten sick 
and the doctor said he wouldn't he wouldn't be well and you know god is a healer you know i don't i don't doubt that god is a healer so he for 100 percent recovery but he said something in his sermon and i'm gonna tell you all these sermons like the relationship has really been on me it's been weighing on me like like heavy but recently it's been it's been like I, 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 you know, and so, but the, what the man told me, I'm just going to play it, I got to find it, so I'm going to pause y'all for a second, and I'm going to play it, and now I was like, baby, let me tell you, like, every, every time is a confirmation to other things, so, and then I'm going to tell y'all about hearing from God, but let me play this because I don't want to forget, so hold tight. So at this point, the preacher is talking about the devil and how he comes, and he's so, um like clever and slick so i'm gonna just play it from there if you get it you get it if you don't you don't to destroy i i think of i think of revelations 12 where it says he's the deceiver of the world i think of second corinthians 11 where it says he disguises himself he masquerades himself as an angel of light he puts something in your life that looks so good you want it so bad you're like, man, that girl's fine. She's the devil in disguise. Man, that boy, I love him. Man, I got look the way he lifts his hands in church. That's a disguise. <laughs> Some of y'all, I got bad news for y'all. You're dating a disguise. You're court, courting a costume. <laughs> he deceives us. That's his whole. That's his whole mission is to confuse you. You know what I've learned about people being deceived? That when you're deceived, you don't know you're deceived. Okay, so that's um, who is this pastor? Travis Hearn. His church is in Arizona, but I want to say he is the minister for the Sons. Phoenix Suns. So, I just, <laughs> I'm telling you, is like, I think that the, pre I don't know if the pastors know I'm listening or what, but life revolves around relationships, not just um, um, like romantic relationships, but friendship relationships and all of that too, uh, family relationships and all of that. So, they always, they always touch on you know some aspect of a relationship and i can always see something that resonates with me and i'm gonna tell you i that, that was not the first time that there was confirmation for me in in um some in the past in the past from the past and so it's still like i said it's still on my heart to have a family and i and i want to say that and i'm just i'm just telling you what the pastor say because i'm not a pastor and i can't like i can read the bible but i couldn't preach the bible i can't teach you from the bible but it's like if the enemy took something from you you're gonna get it back double you know and um it says that in the word you're gonna have to look it up for yourself maybe i can look it up let me look it up right quick and i'm gonna find it for you hold tight all right this verse is i'm gonna read the whole thing so you have it in context you're just gonna have to deal with how i read but this verse is in isaiah chapter 61 1 through 7 so the Spirit of God, the Master, is on me because God anointed me. He sent me to preach good news to the poor, heal the broken, announce freedom to all captives, pardon all prisoners. God sent me to announce the year of his grace, 
a celebration of God's destruction of our enemies, and to comfort all who mourn, to care for the needs of all who mourn in Zion. Give them banquets, oh, I'm sorry, give them bouquets of roses instead of ashes, messages of joy instead of news of doom, a praising heart instead of a languid spirit. Rename them Oaks of Righteousness, planted by God to display his glory. They will rebuild old ruins, raise a new city out of the wreckage. They will start over on the ruined cities. Take the rubble left behind and make it new. You'll hire outsiders to herd your flocks and foreigners to work your fields, but you'll have the title priest of God, honored as ministers of our God. You will feast on the bounty of nations and bask in their glory because you got a double dose of trouble and more than your share of contempt, your inheritance in the land will be doubled and your joy will go on forever. So that's where the Bible says double for your trouble. Um, I will give you more context. I don't know who's the writer, who's the speaker. That's not my gig over here. But if I'm going to tell you it's in the Bible, I'm going to find it for you. So I feel like for anything and i and i feel like one i feel like i'm being like not super dramatic because everybody takes things differently but i feel like for as much as i've gone through and it's not been as much as so many other people that god is gonna double you know my i honest truly believe that my ask is too small and and i have faith that whatever i ask i'm gonna get one of the things that I always say, especially when it comes to people being sick, is that my prayers work. And I, I believe that for sure. Um, my prayers work for me. And so I found a lot of times that I wouldn't pray because I knew they was going to work. And I'd be asking God to reveal stuff, and I don't be wanting to know, you know. And so he reveals those things. And oddly enough, like, it's been it's every, every time. Every time I be, oh, I be so, oh, I be so every time. And so I'm also a dreamer, but I don't believe I, I, I'm not, I don't believe I see visions, but I do believe my prayers work. And I believe that, um, I'm going to get double. So I'm asking God for what I want and I'm expecting. And I'm, I'm, I'm asking a big ask and I'm expecting. And even if I don't get what I ask, I'm going to still be thankful. So one of the things that I was writing when I was writing um, on what I want to hear from God. So Pastor Stephen says this, and this may not be the way, but I'm going to roll with it because it feels like I, I'm just going to roll with it. So he says when he was praying for I don't know if he was praying for the, to know if he was getting the right building or, or oh that's what it was he was praying about moving relocating the church and so um he one of his mentors told him you know write it down write it like a letter like what you want to tell God write down or ask God what you want to ask him and write down all your fears and concerns regarding it you know and then and before don't think about it flip the page and write back as if God, whatever comes to your mind, and and that could very well be your answer from God. If you truly seek in a word from God, then, because we know we all like to think what we want to think, right, in our minds, um, back it up with scripture. 
Um, find it in the Bible. Find that it's a promise. And I, I kind of went willy-nilly with looking for something. But I came up with something. But I may, I may be interpreting it wrong. So, like I said, I have some big ass for God. And so I'm, I'm, I'm shooting my shot because I know, I, I know it's going to go down. And so when I went to write like God, my answer did not match my ask. Hold on. Let me see if I can, if it's not too personal. Hold on. But when I tell you confirmation after confirmation after confirmation, like, and it, it's not like, it's not like, oh, a sign just appeared out of the air. It's just like, here's the answer. I already told you the answer, girl. Why are you not listening? <laughs> Why are you not listening, girl? So, uh, I, I get, I put my ask out there for what I wanted, um, from God. And then for me, I just said, um, I could read this short. I don't think it gives too much away for what I asked. But this is what I, and I'm telling y'all because I feel like I'm very transparent and I don't know where you are in your walk with God and I don't know what you're looking for, but maybe this can help you. So I'm not a gatekeeper of things. I wrote down what I wanted from God and I wrote down what my concerns were, uh, my fears about it and, and things like that. And I, I feel like I was very specific, but my, my answer was not very specific. And that's not to say God didn't answer it, but I'll, and, and, and I feel like because I'm, I mean, after reading it, I didn't read it cause I write so bad, but, um, and writing, and I know my, what my mind was writing, it just feels like, you know, they say it is the God like to hide things and it's the something of kings to find it. Don't worry. Let me look it up. Hold on. So, in the vagueness, I found it. This is Proverbs 25.2. I don't know what translation this is because I just Googled uh, God hide, king find. And that's how it came up. And this is Proverbs 25.2. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings to reach out a matter. It is the glory of God to conceal things, but the glory of kings to search things out. It is a privilege... It is God's privilege to conceal things and the king's privilege to discover it. So, it was a couple of translations there. And so, what I gather from that is, you know, when I heard when I heard this, it was like, God hides your gifts. You know, God hides your gifts within you and it's, it's for you to seek out. And so, I feel like what I wrote, I don't think God is like a, like a super spy or anything, but it's, it's vague enough and I didn't want to swing it. Like, I wanted to be honest with myself and my thoughts. And so it says, um, you know, your ask isn't too big for me. I know that you're imperfect. I won't let you give up. Because if you do, I guess I probably meant, but but because if you do, I will find you. The same way I went after the one. And so when, I, when I'm writing that, I'm thinking about how it says, you know, with the hundred sheep, he, he may have 99, but he goes after the one. Like, God seeks you out. You mean you can look for God, but God sees you, and God seeks you out. So, um, do not let man's rejection make you feel unlovable. I love you. Rest. Find peace in me. And I will bring you joy. Mm, let's skip out on the personal stuff. Uh, I will heal your heart. I will protect your mind. And I will provide for, and I will provide for it has already been done. And my angels have already been dispatched on your behalf. 
So I feel like that was vague. I felt like just writing that just off the top of my head, believing and having faith that God would speak to me in that moment. Um, this is just my process. And this is just from a past I like. He said that's what he did. And so if, if you got a way to hear from God, you know, I want to I wanna hear from God. You know, I need to hear from God. I have to hear from God. Like, I'm going to just keep on the, the same direction till God gives me my next direction. Because he said the path of a righteous man is ordered. It's the steps. The steps of order, a righteous man is ordered by God. So I'm going to let him guide my steps. And so, um, so I flipped through the Bible kind of all willy nilly, like, all right, God, give me a passage. And then, I, and then I was, it was Chronicles, and don't nobody read Chronicles, right? So it was Chronicles, First Chronicles 11, and the 11th chapter. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna read the whole chapter so I can get some context out of it. I did not get it. Mm-mm, I didn't get it. And so um, I'm gonna tell you what that's about anyway. And then I just wrote, you know, God, I'm not sure if First Chronicles 11 has the word for me. Maybe 12. So I went into 12. And I saw something that I, I could possibly meditate on and kind of ask God for more guidance on. But um, Chronicles is about King David becoming a king and um, just the armies and mighty men coming to help, right? And so what I got out of that, because I'm like, this don't match with that, that don't match with this. And I'm not asking God to put together a puzzle for me. I'm just asking God to speak to me. So I'm going to meditate on what I believe God said to me. And then um, I'm going to meditate on the word that I found. And then I wrote another, a counter letter, right? I guess it was short. I was like, God, it's me. Please help my disbelief. And so in the Bible, there was a dude, a man whose son was sick. Was this the guy whose son had the demon that, hold on, let me find it. Um, hold tight. All right, I'm going to read this to y'all because this this was about the man he came to. <sighs> Don't give me the line. Jesus wasn't around at the time. He he went somewhere else. I want to say he was with James and them. And um, the disciples were supposed to be handling the lightweight. So um, this is Mark 9. I'm going to start 17, and I'm going to read the whole situation. A man out of the crowd answered. Uh, a man out of the crowd. Okay. Okay, what's going on? What's the commotion? Somebody said, what's going on? What's the commotion? And, it's, and then 17 picks up. A man out of the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought my mute son made speechless by demons to you. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth, and goes stiff as a board. I told your disciples, hoping they could deliver him, but they could not. Um, Jesus said, What a generation. No sense of God. How many times do I have to go over these things? How much longer do I have to put up with this? Bring the boy here. They brought the boy to him. When the demon saw Jesus, it threw the boy into a seizure, causing him to writ on the ground and foam at the mouth. He asked about the boy's father, How long has this been going on? Ever since he was a little boy, many times he pitches himself into the fire or the river to do away with him. If you can do anything, do it. Have a heart and help us. Jesus said, if, there is no if among believers, anything can happen. No sooner were the words out of his mouth than the father cried, then I believe, help with my doubts. 
So, in my, um, what I wrote to God, I, I believe that God can do everything I do, but I, I, I need help with my doubts. And I think that's honest and I think that's fair. And so I ask God to help me with my doubts. Um, because I don't want to say I believe in God and I'm second guessing him. Or I'm 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 so busy like oh you're not gonna do it I'm gonna do it myself you know, and I feel like that's been the mistake I've been making, and I'm a, I I feel like if I know what I'm doing wrong I can work on being better. Um, that's just that. I I don't know. So that's where I'm at. I'm at. I'm back. I want to be back in a mind of prayer. Um, that's for sure. I'm asking God for some big things that I know He's gonna do for me. Um, and I'm also still learning, still growing. And um, oh, that's just that's where I'm at. Still learning, still growing, and got some big ass out there for God. And I know that He's gonna. It says, "Word don't come back void." Hold on, let me find that for you. I know I'm pausing it a lot, but if I'm gonna give you Bible, and I know I don't know where I'm getting this from, I'm gonna find it for you. So, uh, what I said, that's His word not gonna come back void. Hold on. Okay, so it's in Isaiah 55:11. I'm gonna just read you the whole. Let me see the whole thing. Because I you got you gotta have context. I feel like you gotta have context. So um let me see. I'm gonna get out the message version and I'm gonna go to the English standard version. Alright. So I'm reading you the whole thing all the way down to where I'm at, so Isaiah 55, 1 through, let's say 18. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for which is not bread? And for your labor, for that which does not satisfy. Listen diligently to me and eat what is good. And delight yourself in rich food. Incline your ears and come to me. Hear, that your soul may live, and I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. Behold, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. Behold, you shall come a nation that you do not know, and a nation, oh, Behold, you shall call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that did not know you shall run to you. Because of the Lord your God and of the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Amen. God is a forgiver. 
For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. And who, baby, that's why I'm about to stop doing things my way. Because my thoughts ain't his thoughts and my ways ain't his ways, so I'm going to let him handle it. Let me start with all that. Okay. For the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water on earth, making it bring forth a sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which it is purpose and shall succeed in the thing for it was sent. So I know that the word of the Lord not gonna come back void. God said that I can, I will have what my heart desires. What I'm asking for, I truly believe is in His will. So I'm gonna trust God. And even in this, you know, He says my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. So why did I think I could do something better, faster, righter than God? Um, that's where I'm at. And so one of the things that I'm also, I'm learning about a lot of things. I'm learning about being offended. I'm learning about forgiveness. And so somebody said, when you forgive, you don't even bring it up again. I was like, ooh, Lord. I, I, I've, been, I've been partially forgiven, you know. But I realized that, uh, oh, somebody, who the pastor said, you know, sometimes forgiving about forgiveness. He said, hold on. It was Pastor Brian on one of them sermons where he said, uh, maybe the person doesn't apologize like it was a sucky apology or they didn't mean it or whatever but you still forgive them right you have to forgive them god forgives us so we have to forgive and um i i believe that i do forgive people i gotta work on not bringing it up because i know that god cast out sins as far as the east is from the west and he chooses not to remember you know he chooses not to remember because he could remember if he wanted to so i want to be able to forgive the way God forgives and and love the way God loves and be generous and kind and have peace and have joy and have all of the fruits of the spirit uh, because that's that's promises you know um, yeah I'm, I know I gave y'all a lot of Bible verses but I'm gonna tell you Sometimes, you know, you hear a preacher preaching something, you see it on the screen, and I think it's fair that they put it up there. So I'm not, I know I don't be knowing where nothing is, so I'm going to go find it for you if I'm going to reference it. But just like what I said with the man uh, in the prayer meeting, you know, when you in the Word or you reading the Word or you hearing a lot of the Word, it comes up in your day-to-day. And truly and honestly, like, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for what I'm learning. I want to be able to put it into application, but... One of the things that I like about I'm watching black pastors, I like my, my, my pastor is white. I love him, you know. But I'm listening to black men talk about their love for God, leading people to God and salvation and and loving their wife and loving their families and just being men. You know, I think that sometimes our definition of what it is to be a man, we so caught up in brawn and brute that we're not looking at what God has called the men to be. And I know, you know, um, that we're supposed to respect our men and they're supposed to love us and we're supposed to submit as they submit to God, right? So there's, and they're supposed to die for us too, right? But um, I'm just trying to learn more about what God says 
So when I get to yielding my sword, I'm I'm actually making some progress. You know, I'm actually being you know being able to defeat the enemy. So I'm thankful that I can go back to the source. That I'm never too far from God. That He's never too far from me, and um, that He always goes back for the one. And um, I don't know. I just I have so many things to be thankful for, and and just oh God, that I cannot believe that I let a situation turn me inside out the way it did. But I was leaning on my own understanding, so I'm gonna not lean on to my own understanding. I'm going to trust God in the direction that he's given me and continues to give me. Um, and I, I'm praying for wisdom and uh, knowledge and discernment and making future decisions. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, congratulations to my baby sister. I love her. She beat me in getting a master, so now I got to get some cum latte. Um, I don't know, you know. I have, a, I have an amazing family. I have an amazing circle. But it's time to fast. It's time to get real about um spiritual warfare it's time to get real about defeating the enemy it's time to get real about taking back everything with the devil thought he took and knowing that what the devil meant for bad god has worked it out for my good i know y'all already heard that before look it up for yourself right but um i'm gonna look it up because that's not fair because you may not be really a christian so hold on i want to say this was daniel no joseph because his brother's Played him, I don't even want Joseph brothers. He had a dream that his brothers were going to be kneeling down towards him or he was going to be a king, something like that. And I'll find that for you too. And uh, they they threw him in a well, told the daddy he was dead. Then after that, they couldn't leave him in the well. They sold him into slavery. Then he was in the prison. Then he was in Potiphar's house. And then all this stuff. And boom, was he the one in Potiphar's house? And then the wife said she, he tried to holler at her. And, and all that good stuff, right? That was Joseph. That was, oh, see, this is why I can't be no preacher. Maybe I'll be on the pit, pulpit. Where was I going with that? Uh, oh, with the devil meant for bad. Hold on, y'all. All right, here we go. It's uh, Genesis 50, starting at 15. It has a subtitle. Um, it says, God's good purpose. So, when Joseph's brothers, see, I knew it was Joseph. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, it may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil we did to him. So they sent a message to Joseph saying, Your father gave us this commandment before he died. Say to Joseph, Please forgive the transgressions of your brothers and their sins because they did you evil. And now, please forgive the transgressions of your servants, of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, do not fear, for I am, mm -mm. let me go back, hold on, verse 19. But Joseph said, do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for my good. To bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear, I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Now let me tell y'all something about Joseph's brothers. His daddy did not write that letter and they was lying. Okay? His daddy did not write that letter and they was lying. But they already felt like, oh, 
Joe about to get us back for how we try to play him. And that was not the case because it does not matter what the enemy tries to do. God is going to work it out for your good and so that he gets the glory. So that's where I'm at. And, um, uh oh, they had a death. All right. So, anyways, that's where I'm at with that. And, um, so when I found my verse, um, I wrote down his, what I got from it. So, in Chronicles, David was about to be king. Don't get me the line. You read it for yourself. It's got a lot of, like, names in it uh, and tribes. And, like, there was the mighty men of war or stuff like that. But it brought me peace knowing that any battle that I have to fight, God is going to put people or angels in place to help me fight it. So here's what I got uh, in regards to if, oh, Ooh, this was one that I read. Okay. So I just got to, you know, God, whatever, whatever come against me, I'm protected. I'm protected. So I don't have no problem with that. So then in First Chronicles 12, 17, they do say something that I thought kind of resonated with me. And I may be telling too much of my business, but I, I like to be honest when it comes to talking to y'all about certain things because I don't know if y'all Christians and I know I'm not doing things perfect, but. I, I want to do things better, you know, so let me find it. So because I told you this won't have a lot of like names and stuff and all that, I'm not going to read all of that. I'm going to just start from 16, but the, but the thing I got is in 17. So it says, and some of the men of Benjamin and Judah, that's two tribes out of the 12 tribes, uh, came to the stronghold to David. David went out to meet them and said to them, If you have come to me in friendship to help me, my heart will be joined to you. But if to betray me to my adversaries, although there is no wrong in my hands, then may the God of our fathers see and rebuke you. Then the spirit clothed, um, I can't say the name, chief of the 30, and he said, We are yours, O David. And with you, O son of Jesse, peace, peace to you, and peace to your helpers, for your God helps you. And let me see if I can get another translation on 17, because I was just like, oh, okay. My Bible's, my, my Bible, and you know, my real Bible is King James, so I'm just going to read 17 in King James. And David went out to meet them and answered and said unto them, If ye be come peaceably unto me, to help me, mine heart shall be knit unto you. But if ye be come to betray me to mine enemies, seeing there is no wrong in mine hands, the God our Father look thereon and rebuke it. Baby, I don't know how people is understanding King James. Let me get the message. I'm giving it to you all these ways, but I need it all these ways. So I'm going to just only read 17. When David went out to meet them, this is what he said. If you have come in peace and to help me, you are most welcome to join this company. But if you have come to betray me to my enemies, innocent as I am, the God of your ancestors will see through you and bring judgment on you. So what that told me, I can tell y'all what it told me was, if you come in with a, a good heart and you come in at me in peace, 
then we good. But if you coming at me, try, trying to betray me and do me wrong, I ain't tripping. Because I didn't do you nothing. And God going to handle it. So if you came to me as an adversary, I'm going to let God do the work. I ain't got nothing to do with it. That's between you and God. Because I'm going to tell you, I forgot. I forgot. I'm going to try to, all right, 60 minutes long enough. I forgot who I was. Like, I know my attributes, you know. I know what I look like. I know what I sound like. I know I'm this, I know I'm that. But I forgot that I was a child of the Most High God. I had to have forgot because I was acting like somebody that didn't have a father. I had to have forgot because I was acting like somebody that daddy ain't a healer. That's not a provider. That's not one that's going to love me. There's not one that I'm going to draw strength from. So I was acting like somebody that didn't have a father in heaven. And that's not right. <laughs> that's not right, right? Because I do have a father in heaven that loves me and validates me and assures me. And um, one of the sermons, oh, I got to stop listening to so many in one day. At least I can keep them in my mind. But it said, you know, when you get your strength and your peace and your joy from God, when man lets you down, you don't lose it because you're not getting it from man. You're getting it from God. So I'm going to keep dealing with the source and I'm going to work on what's going on with me and I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing and hopefully I have an update. Um, I have an update for you soon, but I truly believe that God is going to speak to me and reveal more things to me and he has his hand on my life and I feel like that he has given me this heart the way he gave it to me because I'm supposed to have a heart for people because I'm supposed to have a heart of prayer and I'm supposed to forgive people and let people know that they're forgiven like people come and they hold in so much guilt and shame and and I, I had oh lord I'm talking too much but I had then said some things that oh god knows that is no that is no uh-uh and I, I apologize. I apologize to God. I mentioned it to somebody because you're supposed to confess your, you know, sins to one another. And I, and I apologize to God. And then I was apologizing again. And then I was like, oh, I don't got to keep apologizing to God because God already accepted that apology. As long as I repent, turn away from it, and do better, you know, I'm in good standing. I'm, I'm clean. I'm good. And I have to remember that there's no reason for guilt or shame or no condemnation you know i'm convicted by the holy spirit and i know i was doing things my way and i got further from where i was initially going i feel like it was a setback but i also feel it was like it was like david slingshot like you got to pull it back to let it loose right um and get and you know to let it go forward you know so Baby, I really thought I should have went to secondary school. I don't think that's my calling. But, you know, being honest is and, and giving transparency in my life so that, and humor, you know, when it, when it's called for, um, is, is my ministry, is my gift. And prayer is definitely my gift. I know that for a fact. Um, and I'm, thank, I'm so thankful. It's a behind-the-scenes gift. It's I could do it anywhere, anytime gift. And uh, it's, 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 it's one of those things that that's my purpose. That's my purpose. Um, yeah. What was I going to title this? 
thank you thank you thank you thank you i know i've been all over the place but i've been giving y'all a lot of me and i think that's fair because it's been a while and some things are locked up right now but it's been a while and i wanted to just let you guys know that life be lifing <laughs> life be lifing and that god is still in the business of doing what he does you know um so again thank you i pray you have a blessed week month however long it take me to get back to you uh just remember you know god's word don't come back void and his answer when you ask for things that's in his will is yes and amen sometimes he say no right because sometimes that ain't it you know but you know it is what it is don't give up don't don't let those uh hopes go away because you don't want your heart to be sick. I don't want my heart to be sick. Um, yeah.